Welcome back. Uh, today we're going to speak about uh, Reb Shimon ben Alazar. Reb Shimon ben Alazar is mentioned in Perik Dalet towards the end, Mishnah Yod Ches. Reb Shimon ben Alazar, let's first um, read the Mishnah and see what he says, what he taught us. Um, and he seems to be telling us something that is very logical and practical and something that we can understand uh, and is very relatable. You should not look to appease your friend when he, is angry, when he is angry. When someone is very, very angry, it's best to stay away, give him an opportunity to calm down a little bit, to settle down, and then maybe there's somebody to talk to, maybe you can discuss reason with him uh, and try and have a conversation but not uh, at the point where somebody is uh, incensed and infuriated, and you see that um, he's got very, very strong emotions. Similarly, you should not look to comfort somebody at the time that he has his, his mace, uh, his departed relative, close friend, or whatever it may be, in front of him. That is a very... Um, uh, a very uh, difficult time for a person after losing somebody who was close to them, uh, and, the, and the body is still uh, fresh, the body is still uh, recently departed, and it's mesa mutalafanov. That's not a time to try and console the person. A person should wait to console um, a, a little bit later, allow for uh, the emotions to settle down a little bit, and for a person to come to grips with reality. And similarly, when a person makes a neder, it uh, used to be uh, more common that people would make nedarim uh, when they felt very strongly about something, they would make a neder. Um, and if you try to question, well, did you have this in mind when you make the neder, to try and find a Pesach for them. So this way, when their emotions settle down, they may actually realize that they acted a little bit too hastily or a little bit too harshly. So if you try and find a Pesach for them saying, is this what you had in mind when you made the Neder? Was it meant to go this far? If you try and introduce those options or have those questions raised at the time he took on the Neder, which is a period in which he has very strong feelings and emotions, he might say, yeah, of course, I meant whatever, whatever you come up with, that's what I meant, and I intend to follow through with this Neder, and um, you know, it covers everything, in which case it's going to be very difficult to find a Pesach later. So rather... Wait until the person uh, has uh, composed themselves and has better composure, and then you can ask questions. Also, you should not seek to, uh, to, observe, to observe your friend when they make a mistake or when they have a downfall. That is a time when they're experiencing significant embarrassment, and you shouldn't, you know... Um, contribute further to that embarrassment by observing and watching uh, as they're struggling. So the gist of, or the common denominator of all of these lessons is that there were periods in time where a person experiences very, very strong emotions, whether it's emotions of anger, emotions of sadness, emotions of, um, of uh, embarrassment, uh, those are not the necessarily the appropriate times to approach the person. It's best to stay away, allow the person's emotions to settle down a little bit, and then you can approach them and try and appease them, you can try and console them, um, 
And that is the advice, practically speaking, of Reb Shimon ben Elazar. Now, um, in order to try and understand possibly a connection between Reb Shimon ben Elazar and uh, something we know about him and why he taught this lesson, and mind you, Reb Shimon ben Elazar, if I'm not mistaken, this is the only Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, uh, quoting Reb Shimon ben Elazar. So there must be some significance to why Reb Shimon ben Elazar taught this lesson, especially uh, according to uh, what I've seen brought down in the name of the Arizal, that the, um, the Tanoim mentioned in Pirkei Avos taught these lessons literally during their last moments on this earth, uh, reflecting back on their lives and highlighting that which they felt was very important for them to impart to their students. So I want to share with you a Gemara in Masech Tainus. And the Gemara in Masech Tainus says as follows, it's also brought down in the Avastar of Nosen. Uh, the Gemara is on Davchof Amir Aleph. The Gemara relates a story with Rebbe Lozer Bereb Shimon. Now, if you listen carefully, uh, what I said was the story is with Rebbe Lozer, the son of Reb Shimon. Our Mishnah is Reb Shimon, the son of Rebbe Lozer. However, um, while our Gemara seems to have a girsa of Rebbe Lozer Bereb Shimon, in the Mesech de Heretz, and in the Avast Reb Nosen, and in the Seder Hadairis, he brings us down in the name of the Rif. In all these other places, the girsa is that the story of Mesech de Tainis occurred with Reb Shimon ben Alazar, not Reb Alazar Reb Shimon. And therefore, the story that we're about to relate, according to these versions, um, occurred with the Tana of our Mishnah. And what was the story? So the Gemara relates that Reb Shimon ben Alazar was coming back from Migdal Godur, from the place of his Rebbe, and he grew tremendously in Torah, in Torah knowledge, and he felt very, very accomplished. And he was riding his donkey, and he was riding along the, uh, the, the, uh, the river, and he was very happy. And it says that he had a little bit of gaiva. Uh, because of his tremendous accomplishments, so he had a little bit of uh, which means he felt a little bit haughty. And the Gemara relates, and according to Rashi and Taisus, it says that the person being introduced to this in this story was actually Elio Anavi, and Elio Anavi was being introduced here to teach Reb Shimon ben Elazar a lesson that he should be careful not to get too haughty, uh, even though it was a result of his learning, but still, it's not good to be haughty. And it says that this a person, a certain individual, appeared to him as a Adam Echad Shahayamachur Bayaiser, which means that this person was a very not attractive looking person. A mechur actually means ugly person. And he greeted Reb Shimon ben Elazar and he said, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. Um, Shalom Alecha, my Rebbe. And uh, the Gemara relates that Reb Shimon ben Elazar ignored him. And uh, this person persisted and Reb Shimon ben Elazar responded and said, Reka. Reka is an expression of um, empty one. Reka is, is not a complimentary expression. And he speaks not even directly to the person. He's speaking out loud and saying, Kama mechur ish. How ugly is this individual? Shema ircha and kamaischa. Are all the other people from your town where you come from, are they as ugly as you? And the person responded to Rabshun ben Alazar and said, I don't know, any idea. 
Why don't you go to my maker, to my creator, who created me, and why don't you tell him, How ugly is this vessel that you created? Immediately upon hearing this, Rav and Elazar realized that what he said was completely inappropriate, and he regretted it terribly. And it says, Realizing that he had sinned terribly, he immediately descended from his donkey, and he prostrated himself down at the feet of this individual, and he said, please, I realize that I was wrong, please forgive me. Now, before we go further, um, it's difficult to understand, we have to realize that we're talking about a, a Tana, it's difficult to understand that a Tana would speak to um, someone this way, um, and so therefore, when you look in the Mepharshim, um, the Ben Yehoyada and the Ein Elio on the Agada to Gemara, point out a very uh, important point, and that is, still, Reb Shinnam and Elazar definitely did something wrong, and we'll continue with the rest of the story, but we have to understand that there's, there's, there's a missing piece to this to help make this a little bit more understandable. If you notice, what, there's a key word here that we need to understand and emphasize. Before he said anything about this person's appearance and how ugly he appeared to be, he called him Reka. He referred to him as Reka. Reka is an expression that relates to the person's character as opposed to the person's physical appearance. And both the Enelio and the Ben Yoyada say that Rav Shem Ben Elazar realized whether he looked at this person or not, he realized, he was able to sense that this person's conduct was, was mechur. His, his, uh, his, um, his behavior and his essence was mechur, and he was responding to that. It doesn't even say that he looked at him. But then when this person responded and said that, uh, why don't you tell my, my master uh, who created me how ugly I am, um, basically he realized that this person's physical appearance also wasn't uh, very flattering and realized that what he said could be taken um, and very, very embarrassing, especially since this person was an attractive-looking person. And so therefore, um, he realized what he said was wrong, even though he was referring to the person's uh, character. Now, what about his character was wrong? So, Ben Yoyoda wants to suggest that in this place, there was a hakpada, that somebody who was, uh, unless you were at the same level, uh, when you address somebody, you didn't address somebody who was on a higher level than you. So therefore, Abshimran Elazar was a great Tana who was coming into town. And this individual, who was a simple person, should not have been addressing, according to, the, according to I guess, the, uh, the uh, practice of that particular town, he should not have been addressing Abshimran Elazar directly. And that's why he was responding to him as Reka, and he called him Mechur. He was referring to his, his actions as opposed to his physical appearance. Regardless, Abshimran Elazar after he was reprimanded by this person, who again, we said was Rabbi he realized that he did wrong, and he asked for forgiveness. The Gemara relates that this individual did not want to forgive him, and, um, and continued following um, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. It says, He followed him until Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar reached his town. And when Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar reached the town, all of the people of the town came to greet him. Yotzu b'nei and their Rebbe had returned, so they came to greet him, and they said, Shalom Alecha Rebbe, Rebbe, Mairi, Mairi. So this individual hears the uh, honorable greeting from all the townspeople, and he says to them, 
who are you greeting as Rebbe Rebbe and Moiri Moiri? So they responded, the person who uh, you're following. So uh, he responded to the people, to the townspeople, Imzer Rebbe, if this is who you refer to as your Rebbe, as your teacher, Al Yirbu Kamoisa Yisrael, may there not be any others like him in Yisrael, in, in, in Klai Yisrael. So the townspeople asked, how could you say that? Why, why do you say that? So he, he relayed over the story and how he was greeted and how he was uh, spoken to by Rav Shemim Lazar. And the people still pleaded with him and said, Afa Pikein Mecholo, please forgive him, because he is great in Torah, and he realizes that he did something wrong. And this person responded and said, uh, Because you have asked, um, on your behalf, I will be Meichelim. Let it be learned, let him take a lesson from this, that he should not get into the habit of behaving this way. And basically, uh, this story was meant to put him in check, and for the future, even when he accomplishes great things in Torah, he should recognize that uh, it should not um, cause him to elevate himself in his eyes to think that he is on a higher level than everybody else. And as a result of this incident, Rav Shimon ben Elazar said, a famous drasha, rach kekana, a person should be uh, flexible like a kana, like a reed, and not should be, shouldn't be hard like a cedar, cedar wood, and since a, a kana is something that is flexible and pliable, that's why it was zoichet, merited to be used as a quill to write a sefer So what's the connection between this drasha and the incident that occurred? Um, because we said, especially the way, ben, the way, the, way the Ben Yehoyad explained it, the reason why Rav ben Elazar responded as strongly as he did when he was greeted by this um, uh, individual who he viewed as somebody who was a lowly, simple individual and should not have addressed him, he reacted very harshly and he referred to him as Reka and an Odom and he realized that a person should not be as firm and as rigid uh, and had he been a little bit more flexible uh, and had he been Kona, had he been Rach Kona, this whole incident would not have occurred. So says the Mechkere uh, Avois and the Sefer Dvash Misela that we can understand with this story, with this background, why Rav Shimon ben Elazar uh, said what he said. First of all, when a person has very strong emotions, that is not the time to try and uh, approach the person. You have to wait until the things calm down, things settle a little bit. And he realized that after speaking to the person that he did, and he called him an Adam Echor, he immediately fell off his donkey and tried to ask for forgiveness, and this person wasn't ready to forgive him. He was actually very offended and incensed by his behavior and wasn't going to forgive him. Maybe had he waited a little bit longer, which is in fact what occurred later um, when he approached the town and the people came out to greet him, and then he was uh, at that point asked to, um, to accept, uh, to accept the, the uh, request for forgiveness and the appeasement of Rav Shem ben Elazar, he accepted so he learned from this story, he learned from this incident, aside from the fact that one should not be haughty, regardless of his accomplishments in Torah, he also learned that the appropriate time to deal with people that have very strong emotions is not immediately, but rather to give it some time. And that's why he said the first lesson of the Mishnah is, Do not try and appease your friend, your colleague, 
um, at the time of his anger. And he also learned from this that anger is not the only strong emotion that a person should wait for it to settle. But similarly, a person should not look to comfort somebody um, during a very, very difficult time and immediately after a terrible loss and tragedy. And a person should not be shoel b'shas nidroi. All of these things emanated from the first lesson of the Mishnah, which he learned from his own personal interaction with this individual, who again, Rashi and Taisus tell us, was really a Leonovi who was sent to teach him a lesson. And with that, we can understand why Rav Shimon Elazar, of all people, chose to teach us uh, this, what seems to be a very um, rational and understanding lesson, but it's one that he himself um, learned uh, firsthand the importance of, and therefore felt it was important to share it uh, with his students. Thank you.